Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for May 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. I need to repeat that so people understand our peaceful, clear intent to follow the rule of law. That is the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, not pretend legislation, edicts, mandates, any other bogus assertions by out-of-control bureaucrats. Ladies and gentlemen, have we got out-of-control bureaucrats? I'm telling you what. The FBI, the Justice Department, absolutely gone rogue and turned into a nothing but a thugocracy. Yeah, these criminals need to be arrested, prosecuted. I submit to you that they should be hung for treason. You say, whoa, Sam, you're out of control. You're too bold. No, I am not. You listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. They're attacking churches. They're attacking people for their religion. They're attacking people for their so-called political affiliation. The more you stand with the Constitution, the more they attack you and destroy you. The more you stand with God, family, and country, the more they turn into an enemy. They have gone rogue. And now they're attacking their own who stand for the truth to the point where it is unacceptable, absolutely out of control, unacceptable. And I'm telling you that some of these people are guilty of treason. All right. Look, FBI special agent, guy's name is Garrett Boyle. He said that his family literally became homeless after he reported illegal activity in the FBI Um, That's according to a report from the House Judiciary Committee and Subcommittee on on the weaponization of the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? There's an article at WND.com written by Bob Unruh that breaks this down. There is hearing evidence and testimony from Jim Jordan and this FBI whistleblower. I've got a five-minute clip where this FBI whistleblower tells you his story in front of Congress. Listen up, then we'll talk about it. Chairman Jordan, members of the committee, thank you for addressing FBI malfeasance and allowing me to speak today. Aside from that point of gratitude, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, and I'm angry that I have to be here to testify about the weaponization of the FBI and DOJ. Weaponization against not only its own employees, but against those institutions and individuals that are supposed to protect the American people. I am here today because even though I am wrongfully suspended from the FBI, I remain duty-bound to the American people to play my small role in rectifying these issues. After all, I never swore an oath to the FBI. I swore an oath to the Constitution. I've served my nation and community my entire adult life, first in the United States Army, then as a police officer, and lastly as an FBI special agent. Shortly after high school, I joined the United States Army where I served in the infantry and I was quickly promoted through the ranks. I deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. I served in the historic 101st Airborne Division. 
I received the Combat Infantryman's Badge, which is awarded to those infantrymen who engage in ground combat with our nation's enemies. The Army's official motto is, this will defend. Along with numerous others, I volunteered to serve this nation, risking my life in combat to protect America and her values. I know some of the best men and women this country has to offer. They come from all backgrounds, races, and creeds. They helped mold me into the person I am today. Each was willing to sacrifice, and many did, to protect this great nation. It is our duty to honor their sacrifices by standing up for what is right, regardless of the difficulty. After serving in the Army, I became a police officer. Police officers, like me, are imperfect beings, but we strive to uphold the law and the Constitution. People who go to work every day trying to make their communities better, yet who nonetheless are faced with budget cuts and calls for defunding as we continue spiraling away from law and order as a nation. While serving as a police officer, I finished my bachelor's degree graduating with honors in criminology and law studies. Shortly thereafter, I began the long road to becoming an FBI special agent, a position I once understood to be the pinnacle of law enforcement and a way to continue to serve this nation and protect and defend the Constitution. During my four years as a special agent, I received the highest annual review an employee can receive. I volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for an FBI SWAT team. I also volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for a new unit the FBI created. I also received an award for my work on an anti-abortion extremism case. I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do, yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. As James Madison prudently opined, in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and the next place, oblige it to control itself. The safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife, and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, 
making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying. And I'll never forget my oath. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't even know how to respond to this exactly, except for, look, the FBI and the Justice Department has been weaponized. I know the Republicans want you to believe it's the Democrats, and to a great degree, it is. But it's the Republicans, too. Remember, all this stuff has been going on under the Trump administration, um, just like the Biden administration. It went on under the Barack Obama administration, as it has under the Bush administration. Let's be very clear. Uh, the Democrats are certainly more uh, belligerent than the Republicans, but nobody has reigned in this criminal enterprise for literally decades, and thus we're at a critical mass. The FBI and the Justice Department, with the full backing of unconstitutional, illegal money, has literally declared war on every aspect of our society. The agents that run it, who are honest, the American people, Catholics, conservatives, Christians, pro-life folks. I can keep going on, but I won't. I'm going to basically come back and welcome Dr. Scott Bradley to the table and say, Sir, I don't know what to say about this except for these people are literally guilty of treason who have committed these uh, acts against every single aspect of our society knowingly and willingly. You're leaving FBI whistleblowers who tell the truth homeless while you attack Catholics for, for going to Catholic mass, while you attack moms for saying, I don't want my children taught perverted sex, whatever, in government schools, so I'm going down to the school board meeting. They've attacked every element of our society. This isn't just they've gone rogue. This is they've gone rogue and declared war against us. Dr. Bradley, welcome. Well, thank you. Um, I guess I have to say, duh. What did we expect? I mean, this is an unconstitutional, an unconstitutional organization. That's the only way to put it. I mean, it has, um, from its get-go, and there's a, there's a long get-go. I mean, it goes back and back and back and back. We needed this national police force. Well, Hitler needed one, too, you know. In April of uh, 1933, he created the Gestapo as a national. He kind of combined some of these other groups out there. And, and, uh, and, and pretty soon they had this national oversight police force. No such thing is allowed to exist constitutionally. And uh, from that, the, the day it was created, <coughs> it's been marching to this. I admit there's, a, uh, there's been a ton of high-integrity people that have worked at it that have, uh, I think, uh, in spite of the imperfections of its creation, have done their best to do what they could and keep it, you know, uh, of value and everything. But I think you're right. I think we have reached a critical mass where where there's there's too many parallels uh, between it and the Gestapo, and, and it is being used against American citizens. Yeah, the agents that have integrity are being vetted out and, and uh, dismissed. And Sounds like we've got to take a break, but I'll bet you we're going to talk about this afterwards. Roger that. It's a two-hour broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. i got a whole lot more of that came from, too. They've gone criminal and rogue, and I submit to you there, I'm telling you, we need hardcore criminal prosecution. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. I'm telling you right now, we have funded and developed over the last many decades a criminal enterprise that has literally declared war on we the people. Do you think I'm overstating this, Dr. Bradley? Oh, not at all. Not at all. I, I really truly believe that, uh, well, I'm pretty confident that in the first day it was born, the FBI was not envisioned as being what it is. And, you know, you go back to the Prohibition days and all this kind of stuff and the, you know, the Al Capones and the all those, you know, bad guys. But, but you know, really and truly, when you, when you start off on the wrong foot, I mean, it's kind of like having infidelity to begin your marriage. Let's say you're married and somebody else comes along, you go have an affair, you dump your wife, you go marry that other person. And if it goes bad, what do you expect? There was a bad premise to begin with. And uh, and I, I think, you know, sometimes you say, well, some of those work out okay, and they may do. But uh, it, it doesn't, it's not a good start when you start off on the wrong foot. And uh, the FBI was a wrong foot. And so anyway, I, again, I've known FBI agents over the years. In fact, when I was young, when I was 14, one of my quote-unquote heroes was a former FBI agent that uh, strongly encouraged me to get into the FBI. I didn't do it, but um, my intentions certainly were not to be a part of a Gestapo unit that was a national police force. But more and more and more it's becoming that. I mean, you look at the Steele dossier, you look at the investigation that went on, uh, the recent report that came out that basically says, hey, they're 
there's uh, no, no, that was all a, uh, a Democrat, a tactical, strategic kind of uh, effort to get uh, uh, Hillary Clinton elected. I mean, and, and you look at, you go back before, you look at the Patriot Act. You look at what George you know, W. Bush did with that. I mean, I'm one of the few Americans, few in the world, in fact, probably that's read the whole Patriot Act. Most of the stuff that's going on now is can be tied back to that egregious violation. You look at the FISA courts back in 1978 when it was created. Come on, people. It's, it's an unconstitutional court. The Chief Justice of the United States appoints individuals to that. How is that constitutional? I mean, think about it. Go back and look where, where how we get justices. I mean, you know, the president nominates and the Senate confirms. Having the chief justice uh, appoint these people is unconstitutional. It looks at things. It's supposed to look at things that uh, have to do with issuing uh, search warrants against U.S. citizens. And there's a, there's a whole long story we could talk about the FISA court. The latest information I have goes from its inception. It's the FISA court of 1978. The latest uh, year I've got is uh, 2017. Of the tens of thousands of efforts to get warrants issued, 85 have been denied. That's less than three a year, kids. Three a year. Look, I've got a rubber stamp in my desk that has my return address on it. It fails more often than that. This rubber stamp FISA court is basically, oh, you bring something before us. We'll, we'll approve it. Yeah, they had about 1,200, I think, in that time frame that had to be reworded a little bit, but they still got their things. Uh, Sam, at every level, it's not just the FBI. I mean, the CIA is now involved in things against U.S. citizens. And, and so the, the general government, which has no authority for any police operation within the body of the United States, except for if, let's say, they had a, you know, you know if you look at Article 1, Section 8, where it says that, Congress has power to regulate commerce of foreign nations. Let's say we had a, a um, some kind of smuggling operation that brought something in. Okay, well, they can, they, uh, okay, or a counterfeiting thing because the Congress has power to coin money. Or this idea of uh, captures it, to, uh, you know, in war. It, it's a limited, limited, limited capability at the, uh, at the federal government level. But yet these guys are sticking their noses in everything. And, and you know, you know they, they've gone out to this young man that uh, it sounds like he's very uh, motivated and in, in, uh, good character and all this kind of stuff. But they set out to crush him, and they did. Uh, back in 2006 when I ran against Doran Hatch for the United States Senate, I was told by an individual that had been a staffer with him that Orrin Hatch would crush me. And I said, well, you know, I don't expect to win, really. But he says, no, I don't, you, you don't understand. You will be personally crushed. And uh, without trying to vet all of that on, on the air, uh, there has been an unremitting effort, even today, to this very moment. I mean, count the years, 2006 to now. And uh, I'm still standing, but it has not been without a whole bunch of difficulty. So, yeah, there's people in high places that do that kind of stuff. And, and we could take each, each individual review of what is going on right now 
And this weaponization of the federal government is, is something that is exactly what happened in Nazi Germany beginning in 1933 with the election of Hitler and his cronies. Uh, the Gestapo was founded in 1936. It was expanded in its operation. I mean, these became the dreaded um, Praetorian Guard. I mean, a Praetorian Guard is a palace guard. And, uh, and we have a palace guard right now. And the palace guard is watching out for the powers that are in power not to uphold the United States Constitution. Again, there are probably individuals. That's one of the things, by the way, that bothers me about Sean Hannity. Without, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the board, I know, but, but he has this worship. All right, slow down. Oh. Sean Hannity's now going to be picked to replace Tucker Carlson, just so you know, according to the Drudge Report. Oh, do you want to talk about that for a minute? I got an opinion or two, as you might well imagine. Well, let, let, <laughs> let's get to that a little later in the broadcast. Okay. We will talk about that. Okay. I got a second soundbite that's 20 seconds long to really illustrate the point that I made. Jim Jordan was discussing back and forth with this whistleblower, and here's what was said. The FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. There's Jim Jordan. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. But here's my problem with this, Dr. Bradley. I appreciate all this coming out. And it reminds me of the mid-90s. When they, you know, went and discussed the abuses and evils and and, and, uh, hostilities of the IRS. And they had people on TV testifying, uh, you know, covering their faces and disguising their voices so no one knew who they were and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, But nothing ever came of it. Is this the same same scenario where Jim Jordan's going to riot and go crazy? We're going to have house hearings. We're going to go ahead and have people testify. We're going to go ahead and have it documented on TV and oh, golly, ain't that awfuls, and then nothing's going to happen? Are we going to prosecute criminals guilty of treason? And that, that's really the bottom line. When you literally leave an FBI agent who tells the truth and creates accountability homeless, when you literally go after soccer mom for trying to stop little Johnny or little Tina from learning about perverted sex in your government school, when you literally go after the Catholics because of their religion, and suggest that somehow they're terrorists or conservatives or, I mean, I can keep going on and on and on and on. You're beyond just a criminal enterprise. You're literally declaring war. I don't know how to make this more bold or or more clear for this. Are the American people going to stand together and say, "Uh uh-uh? Are we the people going to do something or are we just going to let this go and be like, "Mm hmm, yeah, we talked about the IRS 30 years ago. It was horrible, but nothing happened. It just got worse. And then we hire 87,000 more IRS agents and then the House goes, we passed a bill to stop it. But, of course, the bad, evil Senate, and the bad, evil president on the other side of the aisle didn't go along. So, oh, well. Or are we going to prosecute criminally for this abuse and never let it happen again? You know, where are we on the spectrum, do you think, for this, doctor? Have we reached a pinnacle yet or not? Well, I certainly hope we're not ready to fall off the precipice, but uh, we're getting mighty dang close. We're racing to the edge of the cliff at 100 miles an hour. Whether we go off at 98 or 100 miles an hour, we're still off the cliff. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to me. They're holding these hearings in the United States House. That's another duh. 
I mean, here is the body that can, should, must, duty-bound fund everything that happens in the United States government. Article 1, Section 7 explains the process, begins in the House for funding. And without going through a whole review of that again, the House has the purse strings. Article 1, Section 9 says that you can't spend any money unless it's legally authorized. So they could stop, they could defund, they could do all of this stuff without having to ask Boo Hire Howdy from anybody. All right, back with you live, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. A top columnist at the Los Angeles Times says it's time for California Senator Dianne Feinstein to retire before her term ends next year. California Democrat Congressman Ro Khanna agrees. I'm hopeful that people who are close to her can talk to her and just say, look, end uh, your service with dignity, step aside, uh, let the governor appoint someone. Feinstein's been dealing with shingles and complications that may be impeding her cognitive abilities. School's out for about 100,000 students around Mexico City as a volcano just 40 miles away has been dumping ash on about two dozen towns in the region. The G7 leaders are promising to, in the words of a draft statement, act in our national interest regarding China. It also calls for the nations to not depend so heavily on China's economic might. The leaders have also agreed to new sanctions against more Russians over the war in Ukraine. They're going to hear about the war from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, the latest stop in his very busy travels. He, over the course of the past week, has visited the capitals of the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Rome, even met with Pope Francis, and today setting foot in Saudi Arabia, attending that Arab summit there as an indication of his efforts to really continue to build support for Ukraine. NBC correspondent Mike Mamoli at the summit in Japan. Perhaps some progress on cutting a debt ceiling deal. I'll know and I can see where a deal can come together. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he's more optimistic now than he was a week ago. Some Republicans want to suspend the talks until the Senate passes the House bill that links the debt ceiling to budget cuts. We all think that police officers are supposed to arrest gang members, not be gang members. The L.A. County Sheriff's looking to purge gang members from the force. He's ordering deputies suspected of being gang members to reveal any gang tattoos they may have. This is USA News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. 
Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 734 1229. 800 734 1229. All right, Josh Phillip of the Epic Times is saying, hey, has the FBI become a weapon of the Democrats? See, I think this is where we're missing the boat, pretending it's partisan politics, pretending the other side of the aisle is fine, okay? I I just uh, have a problem with this whole scenario. Look, it's the government. It's the government against we, the people. It is not a Republican-Democrat discussion at this point. Yes, the Democrats are the ones that are most egregious right now. But remember, all the core abuses have literally been led by Republicans. And let me explain what I mean. All the wiretapping begun under George Bush when he got caught illegally doing it. Instead of prosecuting him, impeaching him, and charging him criminally for spying on the American people against the Fourth and Fifth Amendments to the supreme law of our land, they literally said, oh, golly, um, we're just monitoring uh, foreign people. And it was like, well, it's foreign people um, if they're talking to domestic people. And then it was, well, it's really foreign people and domestic people. Uh, okay, it's really everyone. And Congress didn't stop it, didn't prosecute, didn't impeach, didn't take act. They simply codified it in all the latest, quote, Patriot Acts or this or that or all these other, quote, laws that supposedly um, – you know, pretend to protect the people, but the truth is the people are trading their liberty for security and they're winding up with neither doctor. I mean, isn't that the reality of it all? Oh, absolutely. It is absolutely absurd to blame this on the Democrats. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, there's Democrats, but there's Republicans. In fact, the Republicans have been at the basis of it. I mean, you look at, for example, the Warren, uh, the Warren court. Uh, Earl Warren was, was appointed by a Republican president. Dwight Eisenhower. Earl Warren was the guy in California that implemented the incarceration of Japanese Americans during World War II. We put him in concentration camps, people. And Earl Warren becomes the chief justice. Where's the justice in all of this? On the United States Supreme Court. I mean, this stuff can be laid at the... It's all a violation of principle. And people can put a D or an R behind their name and get elected because that's the nature of the beast out there. Uh, you know, in Utah, if you have an R behind your name, it's almost a sure thing. I mean, you know, Chicago, if you have a D behind it, it's uh, almost a sure thing. But the fact of the matter, let's go back to the Patriot Act. 19, excuse me, 2001, right after, in the heyday, right after the uh, 9-11 stuff. Introduced in the House on October 23rd. Passed the House on October 24th. Yays. That's the one in favor. 357, nays, 66. I guarantee that we had Republicans and Democrats in favor of that. Okay, it went on to the Senate. It passed them the 25th. Wait a minute. 25th of October. Hold on. It just passed the House the day before. 98 yays, one nay. Signed by President George W. Bush, Republican, the next day, the 26th of October, 2001. 
I testified against that before the United States Senate Judiciary Committee, chaired by Orrin Hatch. That was one of my motivations for running against him two years later. I testified in 2004. 2006, uh, he was up for election. We had a rather acrimonious exchange in regards to how this thing, it was a reauthorization hearing about the Patriot Act. People, this is an egregious violation of every level of the United States Constitution, but it's specifically, specifically eradicated the Fourth Amendment. We don't have a Fourth Amendment anymore. Oh, yeah, it's on paper. You can go read it in the archives and all that kind of stuff. But in daily application, we don't have it. But it started a long time before that with the implementation of the FBI, with the FISA Act in 1978. We have been crossing the line for so long, we don't even know we're out in the desert. You know, we're out in the wilderness now, and, and we can't, we got to find our way back, people. I mean, we're running short on water, and we're going to die if we don't watch it. But, uh, but yeah, this, this can be laid at the feet of Republicans and Democrats. And uh, there's a lot of umbrage that's given. You talked about back in the 90s, the IRS hearings. Holy cow. I could give you examples personally under, I mean, I know these people personally that's happened with the IRS. And we continue to arm them and fund them. And the House could say, we're just not going to put it in the next bill for funding. Article 1, Section 7, then read Article 1, Section 9. We could quote them and review them together. But you cannot spend money unless it passes the process and they continue to pass the process. And so, by the way, my efforts to not get the uh, uh, Patriot Act reauthorized in 2004 did, did not succeed. I mean, they had all sorts of weeping widows there that were saying, no, no, our husbands would still be here if we had this. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. We haven't. In fact, Sam, there's very strong evidence that the CIA had recruited at least two of those that they claim were, uh, were conspirators in the 9-11 in the, uh, uh, incident. I mean, come on. We have our own people putting the, and the, the evidence is pretty strong also by, back in the Oak City bombing, Oklahoma City bombing, uh, you know, that we, we had that horrific bomb go off, killed all the little kids and everything like that that were in the daycare center. But it, it, it was in a, an internal bomb. It wasn't an air-coupled bomb in a Ryder rental truck out in the parking lot, well, out on the curb. All these things, all these things are are you know, basically false flag operations, the Waco stuff, the, the Ruby Ridge stuff. I mean, come on, people. There has been running amok for so long. You go back to Ruby Ridge. The FBI planted evidence in that. It was found to be uh, something that it was a, uh, basically a setup when they tried to get Randy Weaver. Uh, the FBI ended up paying millions of dollars out on that. Not only did they try and set him up illegally, but they also planted evidence later that was exposed during the trial. They ended up losing famously on all of this stuff. Now, Randy Weaver lost his wife and his son and the dog and everything else like that. But the FBI's been running amok for so many years now. Is it a question? Do we have to scratch our head and ask ourselves? No, we can fix this. We can defund them. But the Jim Jordans of the world will wave, wave their arms around and the Kevin McCarthy's of the world and, and they'll say, well, you know, we've got to look at this pragmatically and, and who's in office and it'll never pass. Don't pass it to begin with. Leave it out. Leave it out.
But it's even worse now, Jim Jordan confirms. He says, hey, they're targeting citizens just as much as FBI agents, etc. Now, this FBI special agent, uh, his name is Garrett. I think it's a boil is how you say it. He says this in the hearing as well. He would not encourage other agents to come forward with allegations of wrongdoing. Because he says that their lives will absolutely be destroyed. So you know what? I would tell them first to pray about it and think long and hard before they do it. I would recommend they don't do it. I'd advise they go to Congress or would tell them, you know, to go to Congress or, to, you know, something else. But I would not tell them. I would tell them not to do what he says. Now, I disagree with him on this. Dr. Bradley, just because people are getting beat up over this, what we need, instead of people not telling the truth, we need a thousand Garrett's. We need a million Americans or 10 million Americans. We need people standing up and demanding this end and that the FBI and the Justice Department be completely shut down over this. Nothing less will do. Every reform they promised fails. Even the Durham reports a failure. Yes, it documented the criminal activity. But there's no prosecution. There's no harm, no foul, so to speak. There's Okay, this is the problem. And until enough stand up, we're not going to see a change. So you know what, Garrett, I appreciate you uh, standing up. And I commend you. And I think you've been wronged. And it's a shame. But when you say you don't recommend other people do it because their lives will be destroyed, what you're really saying is, you know what, I don't want to get this solved. The founding fathers, what if they said that? Would still be under King George, doctor. You're you're right. We've we've got um, a condition now where everybody wants to put their head in the sand and walk away, and I don't know if I mean he's already exposed some things and he's at risk and all this kind of stuff. But if you find out you're working for the devil, you find another job. I mean it's it's one of those things, and and, and you don't just go quietly. You you expose what you've got, and and all sorts of stuff comes down. I mean. Look at Assange. I mean, he exposes things, and, and he spent the last dozen-plus years on the lam and incarcerated and all that kind of stuff because, but you know what? Maybe it'll come to a, a conclusion. There were people that, that were martyrs for truth all through history. And uh, I, you know, you hate to sign up for that business. It's a, it's a tough business, and, and uh, you know, government is not eloquence it's not reason it's force and like a fire it's a dangerous servant and a fearful master government is legalized force and uh bastiat wrote about this in the law he says you get the gendarmes the police on your side the law can be a pretty massive force against good things and the police are on the side of the wrong in many instances nowadays yeah just ask poor soccer mom at a local government school board meeting huh hang tight dr bradley in seconds as a parent is receiving a faith-based character focused education for your children difficult to find do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center where heritage and responsibility instill character For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. We're talking about the criminal, rogue, unconstitutional, treasonous FBI and Justice Department. And it's not just under uh, Biden. You can't just blame it on the Democrats. It's both sides of the aisle for decades that have literally got us in this mess. But there's a couple of other things uh, that have come out recently that you should know. In addition to this uh, issue where they're literally using the FBI to control what goes out on social media, shutting down information about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, protecting them and the Clintons, while absolutely going after Donald Trump in an unfair, unconstitutional way. That really amounts to election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, They also did that to Judge Roy Moore. We talked about yesterday he won $8 million uh, because they committed libel and slander against him, uh, literally lying about these sexual trysts that never happened. Uh, to the point where he got eight plus million dollars because they defamed him. That was in the media. But they're all in bed together, ladies and gentlemen, to create this narrative, protect criminals uh, and go after innocence. Well, now it turns out the FBI suddenly dropped four different investigations into Hillary and Bill Clinton ahead of the 2016 election. That's according to the Durham report. So we get that information. Uh, it turns out that Hillary Clinton and crew funded the dishonest dossier. So now you got a one candidate literally creating an attack, the FBI, the Justice Department, the media all in bed to carry out that attack on a opponent candidate. And then eventually on the president of the United States of America. If it can happen to him, this is why I'm saying it's declaring war. You know what? You can attack an FBI agent. You can attack soccer mom. But when you attack those groups of people plus the president of the United States? Well, Donald did nothing about it when he was in office for literally four years. Now, how that's possible, I don't know. Why he let that occur, I don't know. 
but it gets worse because then on January 6th, you know what? The FBI received information from Bank of America. Bank of America gave the FBI access to the January 6th bank records without customers' knowledge, FBI whistleblowers say. Now, listen to me on this, folks. Think about this. Now you're talking about the banking records of people who may not even have gone to the Capitol. Uh, Banking records of people who are just in the area. All right. Larry Pratt brought up the suggestion on the radio a couple of days ago. We need to look at the the uh, um, power of zero is what he calls it. And the power of zero says, look, we just need to defund these clowns. We don't need Senate. We don't need the president. We don't need all the the House can flat out defund everything they want to. They can just simply say we're not funding it at zero. Battle and talk and spew at the mouth, debate the debt ceiling, have a good time. We're simply not funding any of that. Done. Next. But that's going to take guts from those who directly are elected and accountable to we the people. That means the people better focus on the power of zero. That is the answer, Dr. Bradley. Um, We need to take action, and we need to take action now. And I don't mean in any violent way. I don't mean in any criminal way. We need to hold the moral high ground. We need to obey the law. But the law provides for ways to stop this treasonous activity. When the banks are in bed and the media are in bed with the FBI and the Justice Department to literally go after innocent bystanders via their bank accounts, go after uh, whistleblowers in go out to the president. You know what? It's gone rogue. It's out of control. I don't know how to voice it more clearly, more succinctly, uh, more appropriately, but we need to absolutely prosecute to the fullest extent of the law these treasonous violations of the separations of power. Uh, Dr. Bradley. There's no question that the uh, power of the purse could control these things if we had anybody with any backbone in there. And, and you say, well, but, you know, the House originates, the Senate can can uh, amend, and so they'd put things back in. But they cannot, it cannot be a, uh, a true bill. A bill is done uh, and passed unless they are identical in both houses. So it gets sent back over to the House of Representatives. They take it out again. They send it back to the Senate. They put it back in. They send it back to the House. We have what is commonly known as gridlock. And you say, send it back all you want. It ain't going forward. Okay, this has got to be, there's got to be pushback. And there's got to be enough courage to do this. I, I, uh, it's a lot deeper than just not funding these things, though. I mean, uh, as I said, I'm probably one of the few people in the whole world that's read the USA Patriot Act, top to bottom, side to side, soup to nuts, annotated, cross-referenced. And uh, uh, there's 200, just in the Patriot Act alone. By my count, I counted up manually. I did not have a big computer program that I analyzed things with. I read this the old-fashioned way, page at a time, with a highlighter in my hand and notes in the margins. I found 214 other, by my count, it's probably higher, though, other sections of U.S. code that were affected by the Patriot Act. But here's the deal, though. Bank of America providing information to the feds is required. Yeah, it's required by the Patriot Act. And there's a number of reasons, uh, ways that you could say, oh, yeah, it's required. But if they report, they are the eyes and ears. I mean, 
the Gestapo's not big enough alone. They've had, you know, they've you know brought along some other business partners in this thing. But the bankers are required by the USA Patriot Act to provide information. And, and I'll just give you an example. Uh, some years ago, we had a, a fire in our house. I had uh, a, an insurance check that was larger than my normal deposits that I was putting in to get this fire uh, damage repaired. Well, under the guidance and direction and requirement of the USA Patriot Act, when I went to deposit that check, I came under the scrutiny of the management of the banking system. We had an interview about the origins of the money and all that kind of stuff. I apparently had a good enough story that I got through it. But they are required to report things that are have a trigger point, if you will. And so, yeah, I mean, our house tried to burn down. I was trying to get it fixed. And, uh, and the Patriot Act required them to decide whether I was entitled to that money or not. And it, well, the Patriot Act, though, let's be clear, is unconstitutional. Therefore, sure. on its face, uh, it's not the law. It's pretend legislation. If you look at the Declaration of Independence, it's nothing more than pretend declaration. People aren't forced to follow it. Now, the criminals may prosecute you for it. That's a whole other discussion uh, we can get into. But, uh, look, it's pretend legislation. There's no law or fact. It's an edict upon uh, faulty narrative. That's all it is. Well, there's... There's no question, but here's the deal. They have shall issue requirements in there. What does that mean? Shall is an imperative. That means you must. And, and if a federal agent comes in and says, I want a warrant, it's part of a, a criminal uh, investigation. Court doesn't need the stuff that's in this Fourth Amendment about probable cause and sworn affidavits and uh, the particularity of what's being sought and who's pointed on. No, if you don't you follow the law, it sure does. Well, it does, but Sam, I'm here to tell you, the Republicans in charge in 2001 wrote this, this atrocity. They You're destroyed right. the Fourth Amendment completely. But that's the whole thing, top to bottom, is wrong. But that's what's happened with the FBI. Now, I know, again, I, I, I'm sure this young man that, that became homeless and you know, lost his job and, and was put through the destroying, grinding factor of the FBI's power, uh, he's he's probably a, a guy with he's probably naive. I mean, he went off to Iraq and Afghanistan to fight unconstitutional wars because he bought he drank the Kool Aid that said, "I'm protecting America." He's not protecting America. None of the people that are in the military today, well, maybe there's some, I guess, but by and large, all of this military adventurism is is strictly an empire kind of thing. This is not constitutional. Not a one of them has entered a constitutional process to go to war. Not once, not in my lifetime has that ever happened. We have been in constant war. So every single aspect of this has to do with we the people continue to put buffoons, baboons, and bozos into office. And again, there's there's got to be, there's got to be. I've just got hope that there's some that don't qualify for that appellation. But by and large, we're a go-along-to-get-along society, and, and uh, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are going to say, yeah, we got, the, we got the best deal we could when we, when we another, we're open another subject, when we expand the national debt without any progress towards putting it under control. We'll run right up. Uh, look, look, Sam, we're less than two weeks away from default, according to the Treasury Department, as a nation with our national debt. 
And we do this every single stinking time. They've had months. They've had decades, actually. But they, let's just say months since, oh, my goodness, we got to 31 and a dot $4 trillion. Now we've got to, oh, no, what are we going to do with this national debt? They've been dinking around with this thing. And, and the treasure, national treasury says the first part, uh, the U.S. Treasury, I'm sorry, says that the first uh, week in, in June we're supposed to default. Okay, here we are. What is it? It's the 19th of May. Guys, we're sneaking up on that real fast. And what's going to happen is, oh, to prevent all of the horrible things that are going to happen when you default, we're going to say we'll bump it up another few trillion and we're going to, they kick the can down the road again. They don't take any, any action that says we're going to try and regain some semblance of control over this out-of-control Leviathan. And, you know, they won't even go back to two years ago, four years ago, eight years ago, whatever the, whatever the budget was then. There was plenty then and was still in deficit. We're not even going to roll it back to previous times. We'll, we'll fold. Well, the reason they're not is very simple, though. If they don't keep expanding the con game, if they don't keep expanding the, the Ponzi scheme, it will fail. So they're forced to do that or admit defeat, one or the other, right? Well, we already def we're already a bankrupt nation. We're the largest debtor nation on earth, kids. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the only reason, the only reason the boat's still floating is that we have multi-levels of independence. I mean... We're trying to centralize everything now in a, in a general government, and, and that's absolutely the antithesis of what the American Founding Fathers had in mind, and we can prove that every way to Sunday. If you go to the 46th Federalist Paper, I know, I know, I quote the 45th a lot, but go there, and you'll find out that Madison wrote, yeah, they have two different assignments. They're different people, and they're not to cross over. But, but the fact of the matter is, that, that we're, we're centralizing everything, whether it's police forces and the FBI and other centralized police agencies. They're buying our local police force with federal grants. You know, the, the Third Amendment's being violated because they're sleeping in our community anyway all the time. It's a standing army bought and paid by the general office. The, the IRS, the, the, all of the alphabet soup organizations. I know we're out of time. We're crying out loud. No, we're not. we got a second hour. We can continue, ladies and gentlemen, and understand, in my opinion, that the key to the solution is education. We'll talk about education next hour and how it relates. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. We're not playing around. We better get a handle on this or kiss goodbye to your liberty. You got it? It's a godless versus godly discussion. Communism versus the supreme law of the land. Where do you stand? Which way do you point? We declare this nation shall endure. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Learn more about all his efforts at freedomsrisingsun.com. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that actors refuse to use, no doubt, continues. This is the broadcast for May 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we support the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, the blueprint for liberty. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You know, when talking about this godless versus godly discussion of the proper role of government, or discussion of our affairs, do we turn to God or turn away from God? That's really the battle point. You know what? It's been so since Cain killed Abel on earth. It's been so since we came down as sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. It was so in the preexistence before we came here. Biblically, there was a war in heaven over these principles. Do we have agency, freedom to choose, or will we be forced to obey Satan's plan? We follow the Savior Jesus Christ and his plan. But ladies and gentlemen, understand this. Our liberty is at stake. There's no question about it. But when I was discussing this with my dear friend yesterday, <clears throat> Eldon Stahl, uh, he's the um, John Birch Society Regional Field Director in my area. Great friend, dear guy. Uh, I was talking about this idea and this principle, and he said, you know, the loss of our liberties, the attacks on we the people, all these things are really downstream discussions where inseparably connected are the principles that you talk about, Sam, and education. And he talked about education, which, by the way, when funded and carried out wrongfully, it's the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, government education for all, compulsory education. When it's done right, it's the freedom to learn lifelong. Okay, that's the battle point. Well, now there's a headline that says this. Abolish the Department of Education, says former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. She goes on to say that it doesn't serve any valuable purpose in America at all. It's being used as a weapon against the people. And this is the problem, whether it's the FBI, the Justice Department, the CIA, the IRS, the FCC. <laughs> The DEA, I mean, I can go on, the FDA, right? I can go on forever. These agencies have all literally been weaponized. Now, you can debate who done it. Republicans, Democrats, all of the above. You can debate whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, we have got to defund and rein in these agencies. The Department of Education is one of the most guilty because, again, they're the ones that educate the hearts and minds and either educate or indoctrinate, depending on who's controlling the purse strings for funding and then who's at the helm for guidance and instruction, who writes the curriculum, right? And that's really the bottom line. They've weaponized our voting systems against us. They've, okay, but the education department's at the center of it all. If the American people were educated to understand the founding fathers' views, to understand that they've been through this before, that this is nothing new, to understand that we must turn to God or else we will fail, Okay, this education is critical. Dr. Bradley, welcome. Well, thanks, Sam. As uh, our good friend Kurt used to say, other than that, it's not too bad. We literally, <laughs> uh, uh, chapter 11 of my book, To Preserve the Nation, is titled Of Education and Freedom. It's a chapter. It's only a chapter. I mean, uh, it, uh, 
honestly, when I wrote this book, I was going to turn every chapter into a book. So there's 16 chapters in it. I've been discouraged from that by a number of people. They keep saying, oh, we've got too much to read already. So they've got this synopsis of each of the books that was supposed to be written, and maybe it will be someday, but at, at this point I haven't had time. But of education and freedom, it is absolutely critical. I mean, there are no ways back but an understanding uh, electorate. Uh, Jefferson said, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. And that it is the true corrective of unconstitutional government. Jefferson said that, too. But the point of the matter is that, that we have let it slip through our fingers. We've gone into a godless education system, the secular humanist religion. Religion. It is a faith-based belief system that has no divine God. But it is a religion. It believes and worships the, uh, the wisdom of man. And uh, that's as stable as water, I guess we could say. The fact of the matter is that uh, we've turned it over to the uh, humanists. And, and literally, when I was at the university, we would have search committees where we would look for somebody at a very high level that was going to take a key position in the university. It's shocking to me how we would get the argument from the, the people on the committee. Well, this person is such a magnificent humanist. Well, if, if you'd said, well, this is a great Catholic or a great Methodist or a great Baptist or a great Mormon, whatever, people would have laughed you off the committee. But this faith-based religion of no God has, uh, has basically taken over every level of our educational system. And here's a quotation from William Foster, who's the head of the Communist Party USA. He wrote a book back in the 30s called Toward Soviet America. He says, the schools, colleges, and universities will be coordinated and grouped under the National Department of Education. Da-da. Okay, going on. And its state and local branches. Oh, yeah, your state. Okay, your state entity and your local. Okay, you get the idea. They had a plan going on. The studies will be revolutionized, being cleansed of religious, patriotic, and other features of the bourgeois ideology. The students will be taught in the basis of the Marxian dialectical materialism, internationalism, and the general ethics of the new socialist society. Present obsolete methods of teaching will be superseded by a scientific pedagogy. Pedagogy is a, a teaching methodology, okay? So here's the deal. We're captured. Our education system has been captured, and yes, indeed, uh, it's not leading to freedom. We're... America has a godly heritage. It's, it's no longer being taught in our public schools. And the nation's beginning to reap the whirlwind. It really, I mean, beginning. We're well down the path. And, and I always tell people, of course, yes, 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 the Department of Education must be eliminated. It's unconstitutional. There's no authority constitutionally for it. None of these other alphabet soup organizations are constitutional either. Food and Drug Administration, National Institute of Health, the, you, you can make the alphabet soup as good as I can. Nothing that exists today in those organizations. The Agriculture Department, I mean, you know, come, come on, people. This stuff is unconstitutional, and yes, we need to expunge the nation from that and get the, the proper role of government authorized and, you know, being utilized again. But the Department of Education has captured us. We have in violation of the First Amendment. 
you know, we've got a, a state-sponsored religion. State-sponsored, it's tax-supported. Hundreds of billions of dollars go into this every single year. So we can vote with our feet. Individually, we can say, I'm taking my child, my grandchild, whatever, out of this indoctrination center. You know, I, I, I almost weep every time I see a school bus go by. And it's not because I'm so proud and I'm joyful and everything like that. It's because those tender, sweet minds are being polluted a little bit at a time into good socialists that will deny the existence of our God and will lose the liberty for their children. It's, it's lost a slice at a time. The Gramscian methodology of communism is being, and we could talk about Antonio Gramsci if you want at some point, and his philosophy of a slice at a time communism. But the point of the matter is that's how America is going. And, uh, you know, yeah, we do it with a fascist approach here where it's a government-private uh, uh, basically uh, collaboration, or we do it by uh, forceful Marxist philosophy to begin with. But, yeah, it's well on or the Or we do America. it with spoon-feeding uh, people full of socialism with little teeny, you know, the, sh the, the medicine goes down with the sugar, right? You bet. Um, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down kind of a thing. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter which approach. All roads lead to this godless tyranny, though, doctor. Uh, th they do. And, and if you doubt it, I mean, okay, I, you know, I am not that old in spite of what you might think, Sam. But you know what? I mean, I grew up in the Leave it to Beaver era and the Father Knows Best. And I used to think you were old until I hit 50. Now I've changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> anyway. I don't need to debate how old you are, Sam. It's like what you always tell me, it's the miles. It's not the, uh, no, let's see, what is it? It's the. It's yeah, I the, say it's the miles. It's the, it's the, it's you know, the road. It's, it's, the road. Hard, it's the load you carry, part of the deal. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be 56 yeah. uh, in a month. Okay, well, anyway, I, I, you know, like I say, the era I grew up in the 60s, I got to tell you, something flipped. The switch flipped. My wife and I talk about this oftentimes. I mean, one year, you know, the, the, the girls had to wear skirts that uh, touched the ground when you kneeled down, and, and the boys couldn't have their shirts untucked. The, the most egregious things that used to happen was running in the halls or chewing gum. You know, I mean, I, you know, and I, I, maybe I overplay that a little bit. I mean, we had, we had rifle ranges uh, in our schools. We did. In fact, there were more rifle ranges in schools when I was a kid than, than you know, any other. I mean, course i could go out and shoot anytime anywhere because you know we were out in the wild and woolly west here but we brought guns to school we put them in our locker some kids put them in the principal's office i gotta admit but uh, i always just kept him in my locker so you could go duck hunting before school and come to school or and then or you could go rabbit hunting after i mean but but th th nobody was getting shot in schools i mean we have abandoned the principles of godliness in the schools, and we're reaping the whirlwind there, too. Sounds like we've got to take We have a break. teeny bit of good news before the break. Federal judge blocks most of New Jersey's gun laws that are unconstitutional. David Kelly with that, thenewamerican.com. Good for him. Good for the new American. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. 
treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Are you not feeling yourself since getting the jab or the COVID? Are you feeling run down, suffering from brain fog, having trouble staying motivated, or maybe you've packed on a few pounds since getting sick? You're not alone. Millions are suffering from vaccine injury or long haul COVID issues, but there is great news. My friends over at Global Tech MD have the solutions. Their post jab supplement package is a doctor developed protocol to support optimal immune function and to help you start feeling yourself once again. It's time to take back your health. I trust my friends over at Global Tech MD, and you should too. Head on over to COVIDinjured.com and use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off of your first order of the COVID Health Bundle. Once again, head over to COVIDinjured.com, use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off your first order. COVIDinjured.com. Ron Paul just wrote a column, Gun Control Debate Ignores the Real Problems. And that's the difficulty that we face. You know what? We're ignoring all the problems by all the debates. All of them seem to be just um, propaganda. Uh, We need education, folks. We need proper education. We've got to jettison government education. Until we start shutting down whole departments, we're not going to get anywhere, doctor. Well, you're right, but before the break, you brought up something about the New Jersey gun laws being set aside, and you you said you wanted to end on good news, but let me taint that just a little bit. The Supreme Court also just recently deflected an attempt to get a stay on the Illinois uh, assault weapons ban. I mean, I'm using the terminology that everybody's going to be familiar with, and it's incorrect in every way, but they deflected that and refused to put a stay on that. And, and there's, I think, eight other states that have been... And, and I appreciate that's negative, because I think the court should stand tall and defend the supreme law of our land. But, folks, we also need to learn not to go to the courts for everything. Look, these robe thugs sitting on high, these very few don't control the whole nation. They don't have the final say on everything like we believe they do. That's propaganda as well. What we need to do is nullify now in our own communities... Uh, you know what, Sheriff Richard Mack's Supreme Court case win proves uh, the feds have no authority over the states and or we the people or the counties, etc. And we need to learn not to go to the courts for everything. So it's sad that they turn that down, but we need to learn that we're we're looking for the we're going to the looking for love in all the wrong places and seeking a wrongful remedy to start out. We don't need to go to them for clarity. We know the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. What part of that don't they understand? 
Um, and we know that they have no authority over the states, a.k.a. Sheriff Richard Max win at the Supreme Court, one of the greatest Tenth Amendment decisions ever rendered. Okay, we don't need to go to those places for the answers. And so, um, yes, it's bad that they turn that down, uh, but it's also uh, bad that we go there stupidly in the first place, Doctor. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, let me just finish the story a little bit on this, too, because a lot of people have thrown up their hands in despair. Oh, my goodness, the... Uh, the Supreme Court has abandoned us. Where all the assault weapons are going to be banned and blah, 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 blah. But what happened on this, and, and if you're reading the story, that's the reason I brought it up, is that, that the clarity of the issue is not well conveyed in most of the news media stories. I mean, they leave you with that despair. What happened was Illinois put this assault weapons ban up. It was suspended for a while. It was put back in effect. The FBI, I mean, the FBI. Huh, there are. Anyway, <laughs> the Supreme Court refused to hear it, gave an unsigned uh, decision that they're not going to put a hold on it. Okay, so here's the deal. There's going to be uh, another federal court, a district court, I think in the 7th District, that's going to be he hearing it in June. Okay, so the Supreme Court, I believe, is letting it play through the courts at the different levels without intervening in the in the uh, you know the highest level before it's gone through those other levels i believe that it will be improperly decided in the in the 7th district court and then it will have to go to the supreme court and uh, you're absolutely right nullification i just gave a big presentation on monday night this week on nullification and, and absolutely at some point if you're interested we could run through that the minimum amount of time would be 45 minutes. But the fact of the matter is nullification is a solution. And uh, Sheriff Mack's case is, is a wonderful thing, but it's been going on since the beginning of the Republic. But what will happen on this assault weapons ban, I believe, is that it will be decided improperly at a lower court, and then it will ultimately end up in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court always thinks they can give and take, and they're the Lord and Master of all things, and there's nothing in the Constitution that says that. But, but the takeaway from this, I think, is that the despair that people might have heard or thought in their you know, mind or heart when they heard that it had been deflected by the Supreme Court just this week was that, oh, it's done, we're toast. No, they're, they're letting it play out through the courts, and they will, I think, have a, a place to play at some point after the June decision that will probably, as again, say, turn out badly. I mean, Washington State has also banned it just recently. I mean, you got the governor in Tennessee that's doing red yes, flag but I, laws. I just, I just have an update, too. We had a um, CSPOA uh, board meeting uh, two days ago. Bob Songer, uh, key constitutional sheriff in Washington, Klickitech County, uh, has highlighted that, you know what, there's many, many sheriffs pushing back against this and have declared publicly uh, that they will not enforce a lot of the bans that the whacked-out governor up there uh, has put in place. Uh, so the battle's on, and we the people need to get behind those who are standing up, that's for sure. Uh, but you're Absolutely. right, this is a battle playing out all over the country. Yeah, there's no question. I, th I think there's nine states now that have banned so-called assault weapons. What is an assault weapon? I mean, if it has a shiny stock and it has all of the functionality of these that have the more parkerized finish on them, oh, no, they're not an assault weapon. That's your dad's deer rifle. I mean, the, the absurdity on cosmetic appearance uh, for these things uh, is absolutely 
contradicts. Oh, and the absurdity uh, that you can put intention uh, to a device in the first place, okay? It's a piece of metal, all right? There's no intention. Assault is an intention, all right? To me, they're a rape me not or a kill me not, okay? Um, if we want to talk about intentions, hey, in the hands of the good guys, the intentions are to keep the peace, okay? But you can't put an attention uh, to a device. People need to educationally understand that reality also, doctor. There's no question about that. And, and honestly, every single every single argument against these things can be deconstructed if there's an, a willingness to do logic, reason, and intelligence. If you look back at uh, as far back as uh, the Old Testament, the necessity of firearms, no, no firearms then, but weapons, uh, the fact of the matter is through the Middle Ages, through the colonial period, through the Revolutionary War, throughout the whole history of the United States, through the Miller case that happened in the 1930s about the uh, Firearms Act of 1934, and the decision basically said if a firearm uh, can be used for military purposes, it's protected. I mean, I'm, I'm summarizing, obviously, but it's not far off from the exact wording, and, uh, and that's the exact antithesis of what they're trying to promote nowadays. I mean, they're, they're a great equalizer. Uh, a small, frail woman uh, against a brute of a man? Yeah. Yeah, she has a gun. It's a rape me not in that case, right? If it's Absolutely. A, it's a kill me not. It's a stop, you know, okay. But again, it's all about education. I keep coming back to that intentionally, doctor. Now, speaking of education, we educate on the radio every single day, two hours a day, six days a week. Sean Hannity is now the supposed replacement for Tucker Carlson. Uh, education is going downhill fast, doctor. Oh, man. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about this for a second. I think what happened is when they got rid of Tucker Carlson, which I believe, and I said this, when, the first day it happened, I said it's related to the, uh, to the lawsuit, the Dominion machine case and everything like that. We talked about this a little bit. It was a behind the scenes, a wink and a nod, a handshake and a kiss, and, uh, and the, that, that happened, I believe. It's like them cutting their Heitzman Trophy winning uh, quarterback or, or the best, uh, their home run hitter for the year or the best pitcher, whatever. Um, these, uh, these things just don't happen in a real world. And, and so they fire the guy that's, that's their anchor guy, if you will, for bringing everybody in. So, so Tucker had a slot in the evening that basically got people listening to Fox. And after that, the follow-on talking heads had basically, they were carried on Tucker's coattails, okay? Now Tucker's gone. Their ratings have gone in the toilet, in the tank, whatever you want to call it. Be a little bit more generic on it. But Sean Hannity's ratings have gone to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. And I think what they're saying is, man, if we can't get the, the bait in their mouth at this hour, our whole rest of the evening is toast. And and other uh, programs have been benefiting from that, from other news stations. But I think what's happening is they're still looking for the formula to get the hook set at that key hour uh, in the evening so that the rest of their programs will have something to ride on. And honestly... 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern, ladies and gentlemen. And people... A lot of people have stopped listening to Sean for a lot of reasons, a ton of reasons. He's a Republican shill, 
I mean, if if he if the Republicans have done it, he's good with that. Tucker wasn't so that way. A lot of times he was. I admit, I, Tucker certainly wasn't wasn't perfect. But but he's a he's a shill for federal uh, police power. I mean, all of these kinds of things that uh, Sean is in awe over. The jab. I mean, you know, now it's now that we're farther down the road, he's kind of you know qualified some of his statements a little bit but he wanted to stand tall and say get the jab people wear the mask well he was for whatever the establishment was pitching and a lot of people quit listening i'm not sure he's going to save that hour for them not going to happen ladies and gentlemen the new media takes center stage liberty roundtable live part of the incredible solutions in education on your radio Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Rich Johnson. The G7 leaders will welcome Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky to Japan on Sunday. He's now at the Arab Summit in Saudi Arabia. Ahead of Zelensky's visit, the leaders have agreed on some new sanctions on Russia over its war on Ukraine. One is to really clamp down to tighten the screws on the sanctions that are already in place by targeting ways that Russia has been able to evade existing sanctions, but then really continuing to increase uh, export control sanctions on the raw materials that allow, as the G7 statement puts it, Russia to build its war machine. The G7 committing to doing more to prevent Russia from obtaining the kind of uh, material it needs to uh, continue the onslaught on Ukraine. NBC correspondent Mike Memoli at the summit in Hiroshima. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reports progress in the talks on a budget deal and raising the debt limit. Some Republicans want McCarthy to stop negotiating until the Senate passes the House bill that raises the debt ceiling and makes some big spending cuts. Accused classified document leaker Jack Teixeira is due back in court in Worcester, Massachusetts today as the judge decides whether Teixeira deserves bail. Prosecutors want the 21-year-old National Guardsman to remain locked up before his espionage trial. As we learn that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis plans to make his White House bid official in a few days, what about Vice President Mike Pence? He tells the Fox Business Network he knows the clock is ticking. I think anybody who's serious about about entering the race for the Republican nomination for president uh, would have to be in by the end of June. So I promise you, you'll know our intentions before the end of June. And now another, another governor may be thinking again about running. A time to choose life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin put out a one-minute video of him at the Reagan Presidential Library, not really announcing anything. And one big gaffe in the video, a shot of a fighter jet. A European fighter jet, not American. This is USA News. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying during times when they really can't speak. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. Healthy, beautiful smiles for life. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, education is key. Education about all these criminal agencies and the prosecution that needs to take place. We need Nuremberg trials on just about every topic and every government agency uh, that has gone rogue and become weaponized against we the people, folks. Uh, Sadly, Sean Hannity will be nothing but a shill. He won't tell the tale like Tucker did. Tucker doesn't even tell the tale like we do, folks. Some of these hosts may be fine for you to, you know, get your training wheels on. Uh, But eventually you're going to have to graduate to the big leagues and talk about things that really matter most, as we do on this radio broadcast. Um, You know what? We need to abolish the Department of Education yesterday. The Republicans have promised it forever. Get it done. Quit talking. Get it done. We've got to absolutely rein in spending. We need to jettison, you know, debt ceiling increase discussions. And we need to absolutely start shutting down government agencies left and right, including the Education Department, the FBI, the CIA, the Justice Department, I mean, the IRS, uh, we can keep going, right? DEA, FDA, FCC, <laughs> uh, wow. Um, we've got a lot of work to do. I'll tell you that right now, folks. But listen to me right now. The great wealth transfer has already begun, folks. As you know, the Federal Reserve needs to be abolished as well. We need to go back to constitutional currency. We've talked about that forever. It's been 100 years in the debauching of our currency method they've used to criminally steal from the American people and commit theft uh, at all levels, from one creating money out of thin air to two charging us interest on it. Uh, People should be in prison over that, too, for treason. Uh, But nevertheless, it's going to get worse. Ladies and gentlemen, the term is called FedCoin. And FedCoin isn't just theoretical anymore. With the dollar, the greenback, Killer is here, folks. The Blaze actually sent this out, and uh, it's a advertiser for them that highlighted this. But I got a couple of points to make. Then I want to turn this over to Dr. Bradley for clarity and and uh, to flesh this out a little bit. Look, the U.S. dollar is it headed to the slaughterhouse? I think it is, folks. I think they know that their Ponzi scheme is going to be uh, up soon. They can't continue the Ponzi scheme without continuing to expand. They can't continue to expand because the global battle is on. They're sick of U.S. quote supremacy. They're sick of the U.S. hegemony. Others, nations are jettisoning. Billionaires are jettisoning the fiat dollar backed by liquid gold or oil. The petrodollar, its days are over. People are turning against it and jettisoning. So they know the Ponzi scheme's over, so they've got to leave the dollar now and go to something else with even more, I don't want to say controls, because in a way it's controls, in a way it's with less accountability. Okay, what will the Fed coin look like? What will it feel like? How will it affect your wealth, your day-to-day finances, your investment portfolio, etc.? right? Listen to me carefully. The Fed coin underlying platform is able, they say, to process up to 1.7 million transactions 
per second. You heard me. 1.7 million transactions per second. What they say, 99% of all transactions completing in under a second. Folks, you give the government this, and you will have no liberty left. They will control every single thing you think, believe, and do. Americans' digital reset is not happening in a vacuum. Each country is mirroring this, and they're taking it global. The global reset is underway, doctor, and I'm telling you right now, it's coming towards us like a freight train. I don't want to be an alarmist. I'm a realist, but I'm telling you, this is for real. Dr. Bradley. Well, it is. Um, there's multiple aspects of, of liberty. You know, you have to have your life, which is hard to do if they're at war or if they're killing babies. You have to have freedom of conscience uh, with uh, a measure of truth, which if they control the media, you don't have so much. You've got to have control of your private property, which you don't have so much anymore because of the way they, uh, you know, everything from property tax and and these kinds of things that they take control of how you can use your property and so on. But one of the things is an economic freedom. Yeah, there's the educational freedom and the ability to know the truth is part of that. But but the economic side of it, uh, in the Federalist Papers, uh, twice, in fact, uh, Hamilton wrote that, in, in essence, a power over man's subsistence is a power over the man. And um, this is where we're going with this. And this has been clearly understood throughout all of history. I mean, you look at Pancho Villa 100 years, 100 plus years ago when he was running around, tromping around Mexico. He closed the people's real independence economically by shutting down all of their access to silver through the rich mines that were in the area. And then he put out a fiat currency. The fiat currency that we put out through the Federal Reserve for the last more than a century has been taking control of our economy. And we've lost 97 or 98% of the purchasing power of the dollar in that time with the funny money created a whim. You know, uh, you know, it, it used to be at least a ledger entry. Now it's just a stroke of a key to do it on a computer. This is one more step in that where they completely control um, the economy. And, and they say, oh, no, 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 no. I've, I've looked on the Federal Reserve. Um, you ought to go back, to, go to the Federal Reserve uh, website. And they say, no, 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 we're not replacing cash. We're just making this available. You know, you can do transactions instantaneously and stuff. Look at, look at, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I'm a cash-and-carry kind of guy. But the generation coming up absolutely does everything on their quote-unquote smartphones. And, of course, you know, your smartphone can be hacked. But you could, I mean, they, they always say to me, do you Venmo? I say no. Oh, why not? I could pay you for this right now. Well, that's the thing, is that the new generation wants to go with pushing a button and going down the road. And uh, and so they, the Fed will say, no, we're not replacing cash. You can still use cash if you want. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, as the people get educated into this, they'll make it so convenient. They'll make it so easy. You know, you go get the COVID shot, you get to have a hamburger or whatever. Come on, it's so easy, it's so simple. Well, and on Let's and on, go you go on an this. airline and they say, you know what, you can buy snacks or water or this or that, but we're a cashless airline. Uh, yes. And therefore, you got to, okay, that's where it's starting. They're acclimating the people just to say, hey, don't bring cash, you can't use it anyway uh, there. 
um, they're moving this needle. And what they're going to do is continue. Look, the government, the, the bureaucrats, the elitists are afraid of the people. That's always been the case. If you look in the greatest handbook for freedom ever written, the Book of Mormon, uh, and a lot of people are saying, I'm not a Mormon, Sam. I know. Don't read it because you're a Mormon. Read it because it's one of the greatest handbooks for freedom ever written. They discuss in ancient America in their civilizations how the lawyers uh, and the and the, uh, the wicked uh, leaders uh, who wanted to create a tyranny, they were afraid of the people. But they would always gaze the people to see where they stood on a topic. And if they felt like they could run with it, they would. If they felt like the climate wasn't ready yet, then they would agitate, manipulate, and pervert, and educate, or indoctrinate to the point where eventually what they had to say would sell. What they had to promote would sell. And they would do this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, over and over and over. That's what's happening now. They're simply saying, well, you can use cash. No problem. But, of course, you know, let's try it with the airlines. I mean, that's a unique, limited-scope thing. It makes sense. We're just saying that our uh, stewards, our uh, flight attendants, just they, they can't deal with cash. They can't make changes. It's just too complicated on the plane. You know, justifiable reasons as they back into this. But eventually they will say, you know what? Most of the nation doesn't care about cash anyway. We're pulling cash. I mean, all the bills are just getting older. They'll let them get older and older to where, hey, you got ripped up 20s or this and that or, you know, bad, you crumpled. Man, we're just going to remove those from society. People aren't using them anyway. And eventually it's going to be a slow, but it's going to be a change. And eventually they're going to pull the rug out from under you. Write it down and remember who warned you first. Anyway, doctor, I don't mean to derail from your point, but I wanted to highlight that so people understand kind of the historical, the educational, um, kind of the summary of what happens uh, in societies where people try to create tyrannies. This is what happens. Yeah, if we won't learn from history, we just we're going to step in it again. In my book, To Preserve the Nation, Chapter 8 is called Of Money and Economics. And I review some of these economic backgrounds. I review the words of the American Founding Fathers, how clearly they state what real money is. You know, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 is the power to coin money. Uh, Coining money involves stamping precious metals. That's just the definition. The Coinage Act of 1792 clearly defined what a dollar was. It has nothing to do with blockchain, you know, computer entry, stuff like that. The idea of what happened in Germany that led up to the takeover by the Nazis, by the economy being destroyed by fiat money, where they printed money until you had to, well, people got paid twice a day. They'd be at the factory, the wife had run down at noon and pick up the man's money and they'd run out and buy as much bread as you could because it was not gonna be available in the afternoon. This kind of stuff happens over and over and over. A power over the man's subsistence is a power over the man. Hamilton said it. I mean, we could go on and on about this. Tyrants want to control the economy. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley. FreedomsRisingSun.com. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21, our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3, the many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and 
quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, they used to say sound is a dollar, right? Not anymore. Wow. Uh, things are going south in a hurry, folks, and we the people better stand up. We better start using cash as opposed to all these digital ideas, because eventually if we get so many people on the digital, people won't care if cash goes away. But then they'll eventually, they'll at first, they won't lock down your money. They'll be very polite. They'll even possibly just put money in your bank account to make you feel good. It'll be much easier if it's digital to do that, don't you know? But eventually they're going to pull the rug out from under you and they're going to say, Dr. Bradley, you know, you keep selling your book out there to preserve the nation. Um, um, Well, your digital coin purse won't work, sir for you you better change your behavior that's where we're headed dr you know think for a second sam and and i uh um, i may have some of the details a little bit wrong but i remember uh cspoa put on an event down in las vegas this was in 2012 i believe in january and there was a big brouhaha over it there had been money put in and a PayPal account that was that was seized, uh, or I mean, maybe I'm using the wrong. Uh, you've term got it exactly here. right. Okay, and so PayPal said, "No, we ain't going to pay that money out." And there was uh, the whole event depended upon that money. Okay, this is a kind of uh, a lesson, if you will. If it's hiding out there in the ether someplace digitally, you can say, "Oh, sorry, you can't access it." Okay. And so this kind of thing is the CSPOA found a big uh, stumbling block, if you will, in their efforts. I, I, if during the break, I went back to the uh, James Madison's Journal of the Federal Convention, Volume 2, pages 542 to 543, August 16th, 1787, Thursday. They debated this uh, issue of the power to coin money. And they talked about unbacked paper money, okay, uh, they call it emit bills of uh, on the credit of the United States, or the full faith and credit of the United States is behind the dollar, right? I don't have much faith on any of their credit because they have not proved themselves worthy of it. But the fact of the matter is this was debated very openly and vigorously. You know, Butler and Morris and Gorham and Madison and 
and Mason and Ellsworth. I mean, all of these guys are in the middle of it. Randolph and Wilson. I mean, I, I go in through the names of the people. And uh, this idea of unbacked paper money, Mr. Reed said, I think was from Delaware, he thought the words have not struck out this unbacked paper money, which is emit bills of credit against the United States, you know, if not struck out would be as alarming as the mark of the beast in Revelation. And uh, Landon, Langdon said, I'd rather reject the whole plan. He was going to get, he was going to set the whole side, put aside the Constitution, not ratify it, not recommend it, not sign it, if we retained the three words, emit bills, and emit bills. So there was a motion for striking it out. They, they talked about this unbacked paper money in the Constitution Convention of 1787. They knew what was at stake. Okay, now we've been on this stuff for a long time, but they're going to do it even more egregiously with this digital nonsense that's out there that nobody could touch, feel, even think about, and it's controllable completely. So, yeah, we're, we're on a real bad path right now, and we've got to say, nope, ain't going to go there. So I don't know, Sam. I mean, these kind of things, the, the scoundrels that are in charge. Oh, by the way, the reason the Fed's doing it, because they're losing control of their ability to print money or to create it out of thin air. Other people around the world are getting sick and tired of it. They're going to a, a, a real money. Some are saying, let's go to a mix, a basket of things first. But other countries are wanting to do business for oil, for gold. And, man, that, to me, if I were Saudi Arabia, that would be a pretty attractive thing. And so Russia and, uh, and Saudi Arabia and some of these guys are saying, you know what, we'd prefer to do business this way. And the petrodollar is going to And you fall can see why, doctor, because they want stability. They want accountability. They want transparency. And nothing can accomplish that. Look at the wisdom of the founding fathers. Nothing can accomplish that except for gold and silver, right? Yeah, um, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's two metals together. Now, I mentioned the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, which is the greatest handbook for freedom ever written, by the way. Those of you who are not Mormons, don't read the Book of Mormon because you're a Mormon. Or, uh, you know, maybe you don't even think it's scripture. That's fine. But go read it for its educational knowledge. And I'll give you another example to make the point. In their culture, back in ancient America, this is a real civilization. It's a historical record of their dealings and proceedings with God and man. Uh, but I digress except to say they had a monetary system as well. And their monetary system had gold and silver and a locked relationship between the two. But they also had measures of barley and different measures of grains uh, in theirs, creating even a greater stability uh, in money. Uh, and you've got to have precious metal at the core of it. It's the only thing that has all the properties necessary for the medium of exchange. You would say, well, Sam, when you're hungry, you don't need gold and silver. You're right. But when you're hungry, I mean, I'm sorry, when you travel or portability, you know what? You can't take your 10,000 pounds of wheat either with you uh, if you're going to travel. So uh, the bottom line is you've got to have all these different elements. Uh, and our society had gold and silver at the core with a locked relationship between the two. What was it? One ounce of gold related to 15 ounces of silver. Those were equivalent. Originally. Back in the Coinage originally. Act. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 1792 Coinage Act uh, documented that. All right now, they had the same things in their own measurements, but they had grains uh, along with it. I think we need to bring back locally, state by state, a system similar uh, and we need to learn to barter. We need to learn to trade with one another. We need to, need to learn to hold the commodities 
uh, or the metals in our hands, ladies and gentlemen. And I know this digital thing sounds tempting, but I'm telling you, you will eventually give them central control, and it will be disaster for anyone who believes in liberty or, more importantly, anybody who will not deny the Christ, doctor. Okay, there's a lot of things that we could talk on what you've yeah, just Yeah, Sam up. always opens up a can, doesn't he? <laughs> Article, Article 1, Section 10 says specifically, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. Okay, it's already in the Constitution. If you go back and look at the Coinage Act of 1792, they defined the mix of uh, uh, different metals and their purity. I mean, you know, obviously, if you use pure gold or pure silver, it's a very soft metal and it wears out very quickly. They put in hardening uh, to be able to uh, to be able to make it so that it would have durability. But but you talk about this this uh, linkage to to grain to food. Interestingly enough, the uh, for example, the dollar is defined as uh, 371 and a quarter grains. Well, in the Coinage Act of 1792, it said three and 371 and four sixteenths grains, pure silver or then at 415 grains of standard silver that's the hardening element that's been put into it okay so grains what the heck is that originally it was the grains like wheat grains barley grains okay that is what it it so in in a very real sense we in the united states have a a, uh, a definition of money that goes back to foodstuffs okay now uh, <laughs> Jefferson was the Secretary of State at the time the Coinage Act of 1792 was passed. He and Washington had kind of poked to the and kicked and jabbed and cajoled the the House and the Senate to finally pass it because it was their responsibility. It went, the Constitution went into effect and was in full force and measure of 1789, and they waited until 1792 to create the Coinage Act. But Jefferson wanted a measurement criteria that was available and in the hands of the common man. This was not something that in Tennessee you had to go back to the Bureau of Weights and Measures and get a, a yardstick that was made out of platinum that you could measure your stick against and find out it was a yard. He tried to use methodologies that would allow people in the most hindermost points of the United States to be able to have control of their own lives. And so it's interesting how this grain thing, uh, a dollar is 371 and a quarter grains of pure silver. And, and so, yeah, I believe the United States had a tieback to the foodstuffs also. And, and that's still what a dollar is? And these uh, Federal Reserve chits or whatever the heck you want to call them that they're going to put out there are, uh, are just funny money. And the Article 1, Section 10 says specifically, it mentions gold and silver. I mean, we have the basis to stand on if we know how to do this. Well, and, and that's we where we're talking about education, ladies and gentlemen. Look, just so you know, there's 50 grains in a gram. Uh, in a troy ounce, there's 31 point something grams in an ounce. Okay, you've got to understand these measurements, and you've got to make them solid, and you've got to lock the relationship of these things Otherwise, you don't have a, an appropriate way to trade. And you could say, well, what about when silver goes up and down a little bit or gold or grain or this or that? This is to prevent those small changes based on, you know, hey, you have a bad crop. Grain may become a little more expensive in order to create a stable trading arena 
to have value versus value, labor included, you've got to have standards that you can count on. And that's what this education needs to be about. If they move to a digital currency, you won't even have the dollar in your hand standard anymore. They can literally change it by the second. Okay? They can literally manipulate it by giving me access and Scott no access or vice versa with a click of a button in seconds. You think you've been kicked off Twitter? Just imagine being kicked off your bank account, doctor. Well, that's that's exactly right. And that the problem is that that this ties so easily into the social score that you that China uses, you know, if uh, if you can't if you can't buy your food or pay your rent or or warm your house with uh, you know with with heat of some sort that you purchased all of these things can be withheld from you if everything goes digital. And and uh, there's a, a true effort right now to destabilize our economy even further. Like I say, in the last 110 years, we've lost, you know, 97, 98% of the purchasing power of the dollar. That's not because anything's worth, worth anymore. I mean, a loaf of bread still a loaf of bread. An ounce of gold still an ounce of gold. But we've been polluting our money system with this expansion through the printing And this presses. is their only way to keep the con game going, to move to this digital is. currency, as they claim. It's their only survival mechanism. Otherwise, the con game, the jig is up. Yep. And, you know, you go to silver. It's gold or silver will not lose. Now, of course, obviously, at some point, if if there's nothing to eat, and in this, you know, you go back to the Old Testament and read about how pigeon poop was selling because it, it gave you something to put in your stomach. But the fact of the matter is, until that point comes, uh, gold and silver have millennia of of history, where you could say, okay, that has retained its value. Jefferson talked about it not dying in our hands. Paper will die in your hands. These digital currencies will die even more quickly. Uh, you know, you won't even have a, a a piece of paper that says one on it or ten or whatever, and. Uh, if you can't get it in your account and it's just a digital something there that just and if an EMP hits none of you'll get to your digital assets I can promise you that you'll have a digital wallet that's gone missing forever yeah ladies and gentlemen I'm telling you right now education is the key the rejection of the godless communist cabal tyranny is the key trusting in Jesus Christ our Savior I testify God Almighty is the solution. It is about God, family, and country. You want to learn to preserve the nation? Freedomsrisingsun.com. You want to stand for the sacred cause of God, family, and country? Fund LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com, and more. God save the Republic of the United States of America. We declare this nation shall endure. 